Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved. Cast out demons and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of men's souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Stafford. Hello. Longtime friend. And uh, we've got Prophetess Hello. Bonnie Jones on the line. Sister Bonnie, how you doing? Great. How are you, Shannon? Hey, doing great. And folks, uh, we're again, we're excited to be here tonight for another live broadcast. Thursday, where are we at today? We're on July 27th. Where's the year going? It's going to be Christmas before we know it. <laughs> My goodness. Is it moving fast for you, too? <laughs> it, it, indeed. Yes, ma'am. Uh, folks, welcome. Uh, Brother Gary and Sister Bonnie, welcome. Sister Bonnie, would you like to open us up in prayer? Absolutely. Father, we just love you and praise you. We worship you. Thank you for the gift of life, eternal life. Thank you for Jesus, his blood, the cross. Just thank you for your grace. And we just invite you, Lord, let, we just ask you to speak through us this day and bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, Brother Amen. Gary. Over to you. <laughs> All right. Well, there's Sister Bonnie. It's uh, great to have you back on the program. Uh, we've had many requests for your return, and uh, I'd like to say uh, good day and uh, fellow listeners, and good day to those who are around the world. And today we have that prophet, Bonnie Jones, who's been with us before, as I said. And uh, we have her back because of her accuracy in the statements she has made. And because of our listeners who enjoy the information brought forth. Well... Later in the program, we'll be taking Worldwide Communion, so you may want to take a moment to get some crackers or some bread 
add some wine or grape juice or whatever you'll be using as God looks at the repentant heart and not what is in the cup. Now, Bonnie, before you share what's on your heart, I'd like uh, us to uh, give our listening audience the opportunity to know uh, a little bit about you and uh, your background. And uh, Bonnie was born in Canton, Ohio, being one of four children. Now, Bonnie was introduced to Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior in her teens. And later, at age 19, she was married, and uh, she has two children, a son named Lynn and a daughter whose name I forget. Kimberly. Help me on that. Huh? Kimberly. 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 Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad that there's a correction there because I did it wrong last time. <laughs> <laughs> Are you like that? All right. Well, we have a Kimberly in our family, so uh, that's uh, pretty cool. All right, and um, she worked in uh, local government for 17 years uh, in Ohio, and uh, soon after raising two children and see them get married, Bonnie, you said that as of June of 2001, the Lord made a divine call on your life. Could you... uh, Share with us what happened. Sure. It was June 8th, 2001. The Lord said, today is the day. No more excuses. He was sending me away to uh, ministry school. And I knew it was actually 40 years after, after I gave my life to the Lord that he called me into the ministry. It was a new time and phase of my life. And, and so I had my house sold in five weeks, and I was in the Carolinas to go to ministry school. And it's been... I understand understand you went to Morningstar University. I did indeed. I sure did. It was at the old building, but that's that's where I went. And life has never been the same since. You know, when you serve the Lord, it's a new adventure, isn't it? Wow. You know, um... You you know, you, uh, I, I realize that you, um, you were widowed when you met Bob Jones, who also was a widower, and the right. prophet in uh, 2005. And uh, right. how did that change your life? <laughs> Radically. You know, Bob, Bob was a seasoned prophet you know i mean he was his prophecies were earth shattering how's that you know i mean he he was very accurate in his prophecies and um you know when i met him i know i didn't know at that moment but i realized later i mean god had to put us together so that and i as i would say i was one that bob that god chose to be bob's wife later in his life but 
he would um he couldn't complete his walk without me and I couldn't grow into the position I needed to be without him. So it was like he was teaching and training me, you know. I mean, of course, Holy Spirit always does, but Bob was, like, mentoring me as well. So it was always uh, exciting. He never knew what was going to happen because he lived a supernatural life like we all should. You know, if we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we should be living a supernatural life. Wow. Now, I know that you traveled with Bob uh, extensively. Could you share a little bit about that? Well, and of course, um, he would always pray about whether or not we should go. You know, do you accept this invitation? Is it of the Lord or not? Because sometimes we can step out on our own and do things apart from the Lord. So Bob would always pray about those, you know, the invitations, if we should go or not. But there was always um, an anticipation, and he would always, sometimes he didn't have, quote, the message, so he was sitting in the service, you know, during worship. And then the Lord would show him through, uh, it could be through the, uh, the worship team, it could be through the prophetic artist. It could be, you know, just hearing the voice of the Lord during that time. But that oftentimes that's how he got his message to release, you know. So we need to pay attention to our natural senses and what God is speaking through our spiritual senses by our natural senses. I, I, I can't imagine going someplace and not having a program prepared. But when you walk with the Lord, the Lord will give you the words to speak. And his discernment during the service, he knew exactly where to go. I have yet to get there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what, Gary? I think sometimes we, in our own planning, you know, and I mean, I found this with myself. I want to have something planned out, and the Lord is like, No, you know, I will give it to you. Normally, it's the morning of, you know, if I'm going to minister that morning, that's when he'll give me the message. And then oftentimes when I'm at the service, he will give me, you know, he'll show me something or tell me something that goes along with what he's already given me. So, and think about it, you know, you have, if you have uh, three churches on the same street, those, each one of them, have a different body, you know, different people go there. So, you know, number one may need a message of love and church number two may need a message of faith and church number three might need, you know, um, I don't know, a word of correction. You you just don't know. So, you know, and the Lord will give you what you need when you need it for that body. And that's what makes it really interesting. I understood that Bob Jones had kidney dialysis uh, for um, a couple of years, and and then uh, God took him home. Could you tell us about that? Well, sure. Um, Bob went on dialysis in uh, November of '07 till the spring of '08, and he improved enough. The doctor said that just doesn't happen, but he did. He improved enough 
that they took him off of dialysis, and then back in January of 2012, he had to go back on dialysis. So he was on for two years, but, um, and you know, you part, you participated in that. You would drive him. He would go three days a week, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. He would have to go for four hours at a time to be on that, hooked up to that dialysis machine, which would really cleanse the blood, kind of like taking it out, cleansing it, and putting it back in. But that really, you know, he would live a parable of the church, you know, and that's what God's been doing with us right along is cleansing our blood. We've had too much toxicity in our blood you know we need the blood of the lamb not the blood of the world so he really was living a, a parable and you you now, were one of the I, <laughs> you got to drive I, uh, go ahead oh i said well you know that second year um we had some folks from morningstar some men that would drive bob to dialysis and and you was one of them you know it was in the morning to arrive early and take him to dialysis and see that he got there safely. So that was always a treasure, you know, the guys that got to do that for him. It was yeah. Out of, yeah know, I mean, of- there were a lot of people that uh, wanted to help in any way they could, and um, he, uh, the call went out to a few, and uh, his, uh, his response was, very positive and upbeat on the way to the dialysis. And uh, the thing is, is that uh, he'd be there about four or five hours, and uh, then he had to come home, and the dialysis had completely wiped him out, and at times he'd come home and just wanted to go to bed. But uh, you were awesome uh, in understanding his needs and uh i realized that uh, uh february 14th was a a special day what was that day that you mentioned well february 14th of 2014 that was the day that the lord took bob home so you know he um you know, I, I want to say that when anybody, no matter what the situation is, when you're going through like somebody on dialysis or maybe somebody with cancer treatments or, you know, anything like that, something out of the norm, it's, um, you know, you take each day as it comes and do the best that you can and trust the Lord to get you through it, you know, because when when you're married like Bob, he being the spouse, he was going through something physically but then the other spouse, they go through the, uh, like a physical, emotional, mental thing, trying to keep everything in order because the other person can't. So, you know, but it's really a test of faith and, and trusting God walking through that. So my hats go off to all the people that are listening that experience something like that because it really is a, a time to trust the Lord and, and trust him with your life, trust him with your spouse's life, and just know that he has control of all things, and he will get you through it, you know, if you just trust him. But now I forgot the question you asked me. <laughs> no, no, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a combination of questions, and I know that you and Bob did a lot of writing together uh, since uh, 
I think it was 2008, and, and Bob asked you to continue writing the Shepherd Drug. What is the Shepherd Drug? Well, every year of Day of Atonement, really the whole body of Christ goes under the shepherd's rod, so to speak. Remember in the Old Testament, the priest had to, uh, they had to take the one goat, you know, put the sins of the people, the blood, you know, on the one goat and basically toss it off the, the mountainside. That was atoning for the people's sin. But now Jesus is our atonement for our sin. So each year on Day of Atonement, which is usually falls in September, maybe early October, we we as a body go under the shepherd's rod. It's really the Lord examining us, you know, we should be doing that daily, you know, through communion, but we're allowing the Lord to examine us. And he's saying, you know, you are going under that shepherd's rod. You are atoned for, you know, he will show you if you've done something, you know, that you need to repent of, etc. But we get a lot of revelation at that time. The Lord really speaks to it. We set that day aside to receive, really from Rosh Hashanah through Day of Atonement, we set that time aside to um, to receive the revelation for for that year, and it's not just that year, it's like beginning at that time and forward. Because there's, like, um, say in 19, let's see, 2009, the Lord told me to uh, that he was hitting hard the 99 shepherd's rod. So I had to get that old shepherd's rod from 1999 and look at that and see what revelation is in there from 99 was the Lord talking about because it was going to come to fruition in, two, well, this was the fall of 2008 for 2009. So, and then when I shared that with Bob, we checked and it was about, he wrote about the, um, the good, the bad, and the ugly and about the Satan egg that had come to fruition and was going to be cracked open. And, um, and he said, watch Indonesia. So all those things were coming to pass at that time. And I don't like to say it, but there was someone who was running for office at that time, for presidential office, which was really that uh, kind of like the Satan egg that was opening up for America. Wow. Now, I understand uh, that there's a new shepherd rod for every year starting around the end of September. How would we get a copy of that? And how would we pick up on the, uh, the writing that you and Bob had done during that time? You know what, Gary? This is funny, I, you know, this is something you and I hadn't talked about, but I am on August 8th, which is just like a week and a half away, I am, my new website, my whole website is going live. 8-8 will be Bob's, um, he always called it his resurrection day. That's when he had uh-huh. the revelation of the, did you learn to love, you know, when he stood before the Lord when he died. So, um, but my new website is going to come out, and it will be Bonnie Jones Ministries. And the reason, you know, it was always it was Bob Jones Ministries, and then we had it Bob and Bonnie Jones Ministries. 
And the Lord told me earlier this year, he said, you need to come out from under Bob's shadow. It's time for me to shine. And, you know, I had mixed feelings about that. But as I prayed into it and other people spoke the same thing to me, I knew it was confirming what the Lord had said to me. So any product that we have will be available on bonniejonesministries.org. Okay, that's wonderful. And then yeah. you said that you said something about uh, did you learn to love? What, what, what's that all about? Well, in um, August the eighth of nineteen seventy-five, you know, Bob, the Lord had given Bob um, this experience while he was driving two days earlier, and it was like a ball of light that came into the vehicle while he was driving. And the voice that came out of the light was telling Bob about three different things that were going to take place. Now, remember, this was 1975. But he told him about uh, an abortion pill, you know, that would be perfected, that would push the, the fetus away from the uterus and, you know, uh, actually burn the baby alive inside. That was one thing. Um, the other was a homosexual disease that was going to, uh, you know, continue to, like, mutate and have, you know, how many, he told him how many deaths were going to take place. And, um, you know, there would be no cure for it. If you don't want the disease, don't participate in the, in the act. And then the other one was that there were two cheap chemicals mixed together, and they would call it, they produced in jobs. And he told Bob, take these things. I mean, there was more detail, but he said, take these things to the church and preach it. <laughs> well, Bob did. Now, this was like August 6th. He did. He went that night and began to preach about this. Well, the the people, you know, they weren't too happy with Bob. Of course, now we know that, you know, the abortion pill has been perfected. We know that the homosexual disease is called AIDS. And they're definitely in lots of meth labs. So, long story short, the following night, the enemy came and told him, if you, you can preach and prophesy all you want, but don't mention these things again. If you do, I will kill you. And sure enough, the next day, he did. So, and I won't go into that detail, but as Bob came before the Lord, he came out of, uh, you know, a white, he called it a tunnel or portal. He looked and he saw that his his robes were white. He said he he didn't have spots on it, like he didn't come out of sin. But he could see the Lord standing ahead of him. You know, he was in a line going into the Lord. And there was another line to the left that they were coming out of darkness and going into eternal darkness. But each person in the line ahead of Bob, you know, they saw the Lord. He, Bob said he was like, um, his eyes were like, pools of deep blue that you know just brightness but blue and he was just like bright light but each person he would ask them did you learn to love and of course you know you can't speak out of your mind it's not that you think it's the your spirit man that does the speaking and of course they would say yes and then he would tell them something about their life and holy spirit would explain to bob and then he would kiss them, you know, on their mouth, and then they would go right into his heart. He said his heart opened up like double doors, and he went right in. 
you know, each one would. But the um, when it came Bob's time that he would be able to say, yes, Lord, and go into his heart, the Lord put his hand out and he said, stop, Bob. He said, the devil killed you before your time. And, you know, Bob said, well, this is the best day I ever lived. He wanted to go into the Lord. And the Lord said, no, he wanted him to go back. And um, and Bob didn't want to. But the Lord said, look at the other line. And if you can see them and still want to come in, you know, I'll take you in today. So the other line was full of people. He said they were on like rollers, like you see in the grocery store, those little rollers that, you know, take your food up to the, you know, like a conveyor belt. Um, he said each each one of those people, it's whatever their God was on this earth, whatever they put before God, you know, whatever they, their love was, that's what they would spend eternity with. And he said some was wrapped in money because money had become their God. And some were, you know, wrapped in their yard. And some had junkies had their needles sticking out of them. They, and each one, you know, one was, um, oh, their heads were sticking out of whiskey bottles or beer bottles. And one was like a thousand pound pumpkin head. And Bob asked the Holy Spirit, what is that? And he said, oh, he was an atheist. He worshiped himself. But each one of those people that was going into eternal darkness, they would look over to the other line where Bob was, and they could see the Lord. And each one of them, in their own way, would, because they recognized who he was, they admitted somebody told me about him, and I didn't receive him. See, salvation has to be done here on earth. You can't wait till, till you die and then get saved. It doesn't happen that way. That's why we can't waste our opportunities if we have opportunity to share with someone. We need to. It's up to them if they receive Christ, but we need to share. So each of those people that saw him, they recognized that he was Jesus. And then Bob looked back at the Lord and he said, no, Lord. He said, I'll, I'll go back for one saint. And the Lord said, no, I'm going to send you back to reach the leaders of the church and raise up the body. And you'll see, you'll live to see the beginning of the billion soul harvest. And then Bob was like back in his body and back in bed. And he still had a recuperation period, but he spent the rest of his time since 75 till 2014 preaching that and always trying to teach people how to love. Because love is a person named Jesus. Did you learn to love? Did you learn to become like Jesus? Thing. Well, I um, I I know um, that you've had some very very uh, difficult uh, or strange situations about uh, seeing angels, and uh, of course, uh, most of us don't have that uh, that opening or that. Uh, a portal or whatever it happens to be. Um, but the thing is, is that uh, that has really um, caught my attention over the years. And, and I remember you had angelic visitations, some of which uh, you had not knowing that they were being visited in uh, as scripture, of course, 
confirms that in uh, Hebrews 13:21 it says uh, be not forgetful to put, to entertain strangers mm-hmm. for thereby some have entertained angels unawares mm. or mm. as the translation share uh, entertain angels without knowing it well right. it happened to you it's not basically happened to me except with a blink of an eye I don't count that but uh, the thing is is that uh, you uh, had them come and uh, you were reminded uh, they told you be sure you show share the the gospel and I thought that was pretty cool because uh, you know uh, sometimes in our daily lives we get so caught up with the obligations of the day that we put on ourselves oh I gotta do this before midnight or I gotta do this before noon and and the thing is is sometimes we have a dentist appointment, doctor's appointments, other things that we cannot orchestrate, but they um, they told you to share the gospel. And, uh, you know, I had, uh, you've had uh, one angel, I think, brings a master key to you or a skeleton key to pass through any door or any situation. Is that true? That is true. But you know... Oh my key, God, that's Isaiah twenty-two, twenty-two. <laughs> that's right. But you know that key, it's a key of love. Because love will get you through any door. You think about it, it does. You know, Gary, you said you haven't seen angels. I bet that you have, but you haven't recognized them. Many times, we say, Bob, we call them little Tinkerbell angels because they're, they're like small white lights that you don't, you know, you think it's like a blink of an eye that you're seeing a, a little twinkle. Yeah. It's really, and if you're around, if you have a dog, the dogs see them. I think cats do too, but dogs, they'll kind of chase after them and swat at them, but um, they can see them easier than what we do. I think we, we're looking for something. We're looking for a big, you know, 10-foot-tall angel, <laughs> you know, with wings or whatever, and instead of just letting something happen. I think angels come to us many times that we are unaware. You know what? Just last week, I was on a, an airplane, and I had my roller bag, and it was rather heavy. I had my Bible, my, my laptop, and all this stuff in there. It was heavy. Well, just as I was coming to my row, a man, a tall young man, came and sat on the aisle seat. And just as I got there, I said, oh, you know, this is my row. And he got up. He said, can I help you with your bag? And I said, sure. He lifted it up. He put it up in the bin for me and I got in and he disappeared there you're kidding I'm not kidding he was gone 
Because as soon as he did that, I looked, and he wasn't there. And I never saw him again. He's, so I know the Lord, Lord always sends us angels. You know, I had a need, and I wasn't, I probably, I would have struggled trying to get that up overhead. It wouldn't fit under my seat. God took care of it for me. So, you know, he, it's just we, oftentimes we're not expecting, I mean, I've asked the Lord, you know, Lord, send angels to help me because I need, you know, I need help with different things. We do have, each of us are assigned a watcher angel. And for all of our life, Gary, all of your life, you've had an angel watching over you. And I saw him, mine, I saw him one time. He looks very militant. He's very military looking. He had a uh, very stern in the face, like a chiseled face and his dark hair and no expression, just staring at me. And he was dressed in like a, um, I call it a pea, a pea coat. Uh, I think that's a Navy coat. Yeah. But he was right. so, he was standing at the end of my bed and I thought, oh my goodness, I crawled out the other side of the bed. I went out in the living room. I told Bob, there's a man. I knew it was an angel. I said, there's a man (laughs) in the bedroom. He said, what did he say? I said, he didn't say anything. He was just staring at me. He said, oh, yeah, that's your watcher, angel. Been watching you all your life. Now, fast forward a couple years. I was upstairs and coming down my steps. I just had cataract surgery. And my foot went out from under me, so I was falling forwards, all right? But you know what? I was set back on my behind on a step. Now, who did that? I mean, it's impossible. I couldn't do it. I didn't have hold of the handrail, but I was, like, flipped backwards and set down on my backside. So angels are around us. Many times, if you think about like when you're driving, sometimes you just basically escaped uh, somebody hitting you or something. I think sometimes God moves our vehicles aside, whatever, to keep us from an accident. Wow, that's awesome. And, you know, the thing is, is that people uh, think that you're so special that it only happens to you. And I like to take Second uh, Chronicles 7.14 and uh, talk to the listeners. And it says in that scripture, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, Uh, There's a problem right there. Shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. How many times have you sought his face? And turn from their wicked ways. Now, he undoubtedly knows you. And your wicked ways, you figure, oh, He's not going to listen to me. All right? And turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and do what? And forgive their sin 
and will heal their land. You see, what Bonnie has said is for everyone who knows him and has gone the wrong way. We've all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of the Lord, but he's going to what? I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. What do we need right now? We need, in our country, the land to be healed. And uh, we need leadership that's God-directed. And how do we get that? By praying. And uh, you don't know how many times Bonnie prays in the course of a day. Oh, Lord, do this. Oh, Lord, help me. Oh, Lord, bring correction. Maybe it's for someone else. And knowing Bonnie, she's praying for others. But I'm telling you, we're coming upon a time that uh, we have to uh, realize that we've got to do something that's corrective. And, uh, you know, Bonnie has said that uh, she's talked about under the shepherd's rod, and uh, the Jewish year that's forthcoming is 5783. Now, I, I think this is particularly... <laughs> Interesting, maybe, Bonnie, you wouldn't think so, but 5783, it totals, 5783 totals 23. Hmm. So here we got a year, 5783, the sum total of those individual numbers being 23, and you say... It's the year of the woman. Could you explain that? <laughs> oh, I sure would. In fact, you know what? The Lord gave me something this morning. Can you believe it? But it yeah. definitely is the year of the woman, the woman rising up. And I'll tell you, Gary, this was such an interesting dream that I had this morning. And let me, I want to read you what... in. In the dream, I was in a Baptist church. Can you imagine? <laughs> but the neat thing was um, there were different men that came up to speak, and they only, they only had a couple sentences that they said. And then I was standing, like, at the foot of the, um, what do you call it, at the podium, you know, at, at the foot end, and I had to take a step. It was such a big step. It was, like, up to my shoulder. And, you know, a shoulder would be a total commitment, wouldn't it? But that's how big a step I had to take because this man, you know, he looked down at me and he smiled. And I knew it was my turn to step up there. So it's going to be a big step of faith. But I began to declare that it's time for the women to take their place. It's time for them to run their race. It's time for women to stand up and be heard. Okay, that's what I was... You know, and as I did, the people, 
they increased. Instead of maybe 100 people, there were thousands of people. And I said, women, women birth babies and women bear fruit. Okay, think about that. The fruit of the womb that's coming forth. And it's all, it's all about the Lord. And then I said, let it rain. Let it rain on the women. Let the, God's glory rain on the women. And it was like a sea of people that were there. It's time. And just the other day I saw women. It was a shallow grave. This was a strange thing. But I had a young girl in my dream uncovering a shallow grave. And it was, it was in the water. It was like in a lake. And as she uncovered it, it was all these lined up very nice and neat tennis, well, tennis shoes, walking shoes. They were brand new. However, it was, there was a Bible. Bob's old Bible was set on top of it. And I picked up the Bible. It's like I was the only one that could retrieve this Bible. But there was a note in the Bible that said, it was Bob's prophecy from 2000, um, 2015. And I thought, well, my goodness, you know, Bob died in 2014. So I had to go through all my notes from 2015 to find out what was Bob's prophecy, okay? And what, in the experience I had with that, Bob came to me, like he's sitting across the room from me, and he said, that a ballerina would dance on his grave to un, like unscrew, to loose the spirit so that the women would be loosed. So there you go. So <laughs> I didn't understand that, but I had, like I said, I had to go through all that. And you know what, Gary? That came at 3.41 in the morning. So, again, it had to do with the women and the walking shoes for the women. So it's really high time that the women are coming forth, not to walk ahead of the men and not to walk behind them, but to walk beside them. But God is going to show forth his light and his spirit through the women. Even if men reject the women, they're not going to be able to reject the spirit. Okay. What the spirit is, men's going to recognize it's the spirit of God speaking through the women. And I think that's why women have been, you know, had a difficult time for a long time, you know, just trying to to come forth, trying to be obedient to the Lord and come forth. And men have kind of hindered that walk in many ways. But, you know, we can't rise up in pride, but we have to rise up in the boldness of the Lord and come forth. You know, you know there's, there's been many, many people arrested around the world, we do not have the uh, knowledge of what has gone on around the world, but there are many, many senior leaders that, whether it's political or financial, corporate or personal, there are many leaders that have fallen or been arrested and incarcerated and jailed. And uh, I said on one of my programs, women rise up and take that position. Rise up and provide the leadership because you're multitasked and talented and you will do 
more than what has been done in because the person has done it haphazardly and wrongly and has been arrested for other things that he's been accused of. And uh, I said to her, this will bring wholeness to that corporation or that family once more and, and take your rightful position because most of the women around the world are treated like property, and they're mm-hmm. not. They're godly given people, and it says in Psalm 139, you were formed in your mother's womb before you knew it. That's right. And he has a destiny for you, and that destiny is to come forth. And I I know we're running out of time, and I just want to say one thing. You were on one time, and you said that there were two angels in the backyard, and you couldn't you couldn't understand it, and then you saw the Lord standing there, and he said, these are two angels, the angel of promise and the angel of hope. Mm-hmm. How about that? I know. I know. And, and they the, wisdom, the wisdom was standing next to you, and the angels' promise and hope were told to give her the report, and then the angels spoke and said they had been reassigned to America, to America for this time. America needs hope. How about that? And she must stand on the promise that God formed this nation on godly principles and morals. No flu and no virus will take her under. No political party shall render her powerless, says the Lord. And then the Lord spoke, saying to you, I've been reassigning them as a promise and a hope that I am alive and still on the throne. America needs to once again believe that I am God. Amen. Wow, when you said those words, my mouth dropped wide open. Here you were talking to the Lord Jesus Christ. He had purposely come to talk to you and tell you what he was sending. He was sending hope and promise, and he was sending them to America, and he was going to be in control of everything, and no political party shall render her powerless, says the Lord. I could, I, I, I couldn't imagine having somebody like the Lord tell me things like that. And I've reassigned them as a promise and a hope that I am alive. I am alive and still on the throne 
America needs to again believe that I am God. My God. Well, oh, that's, that's Barney, I, 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 I marvel at that relationship that you have with the Lord Jesus Christ, that he would appear in person in your backyard and tell you those angels that he had sent. And uh, we've got to realize God is in control. And I just thank you, thank you, thank you to uh, to do what that was to be done. And and you know what? I think, please, uh, share again, did you learn to love? That's where we're failing. Well... You know, it's learning God's unconditional love. If we can, we filter everything through our soul, but if we can get rid of that soulish thought, if we can drop down into our spirit man and really trust God and love people, and this is a prayer I have prayed for many years. I want to love people like God loves them. Okay, not through my love. My love has flaws. I want to love, I want to see people like God sees them looking past, you know, looking past everything, not seeing them according to the flesh, but by their spirit, love them, see them as he does, love them as he does, you know, because he loves all of us. We all have our own little issues and flaws and weaknesses and you know, the Bible says we have wickedness in our hearts. I don't want to see that in other people. I want to see the finished product that God sees and love that person back to life. You know, they can have a lot of things going on, but, you know, can we love them as they are? He loved us just the way we were. We came to him. We had lots of things going on, and he loved everyone. He loved us, right? He went to the cross for us. We, we were just a, a thought in God's mind at that time, and God knew we would all have sin in our life, <clears throat> but Christ died for that sin. Can we love and look past other people's flaws, their sin, you know, their drug addiction, their whatever it is that they've got, you know, can we look past that and just see the finished product that, of love that how God sees them? That's the thing. Amen. Amen. I... I, I want you to know, it says in John 3.16, people can receive eternal life by accepting his son Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and you don't even have to earn it. You don't have to qualify other than to accept his son as your Lord and Savior and invite him into your heart because he doesn't go where he's not invited. So if you've never, ever given your life to Jesus Christ, you're on the outside looking in. You ever go to a store 
and stand on the outside because you couldn't afford what was inside? Yeah, well, the thing is, is Jesus Christ paid your paid the price for your sins with his blood, and God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have what? Eternal life. Now it goes on to say, and few people refer to it, for remember the verse that follows. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world should be what? Saved through him. So how do I do this? Well, it says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. All right? For with the heart man believes, resulting in what? Righteousness. And with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. Let's do that now. Heavenly Father, I never knew that I could come to you and invite Jesus Christ into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. I did not know that he died on the cross for my sins and that conquering death on the third day he rose again to sit with the God the Father at his right side. Of my own free will, I invite Jesus Christ into my heart to be my Lord and to be my Savior. And Lord, I will live eternally for the fullness of all that you have commanded me to do. And I will say, yes, Lord, I will go, I will go. Jesus, come into my heart and cleanse me of all my sin, and I will serve you for the rest of my life knowing that your grace and mercy and love has made the way. And I want that in my heart. Amen. Amen. And you know what? We also talked about communion. Oh, my goodness sake. I tell you, I got carried away. And I want you to know that in 1 Corinthians 11, it says the Lord Jesus, in the night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and I'm taking a, a, a biscuit. You may have bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, 
which is for you, do this in remembrance of me. Let us do that now. This is what he asked us to do. It is his commandment. And uh, let us do it now. Thank you, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that by your stripes I am healed. That's what Isaiah said 700 years before. 39 stripes he took on his back, and there were 39 known diseases known to man. So, Isaiah is right. By his stripes, we are healed. And I've known many a person who has been well since taking communion daily. I'm one of them. And in the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And ladies and gentlemen, he's coming sooner than you thought. Glory be to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We take it now. Thank you, Lord, that you shed on the cross the blood that covers my sins and are remembered no more. Ah. And, of course, knowing Gary. (laughs) Yeah, we have something to share before we close. And uh, I'd like to take you to uh, 2 Corinthians 6, 2, and 16 and 18. And God speaking, all right, at the acceptable time... I listen to you, and on the day of salvation, how did he know? I helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. And for those of you who have said it for the very first time, It's your day of salvation. Remember it. All right? And then in 16b, it says, I will dwell in them. What? I will dwell in them and walk among them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. You mean, yes. He will dwell in you and walk with you and you will be his, 
I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Then in the 18th verse, it says, I will be a father, a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. He knows every single thing that you've ever done. And he calls you his son and his daughters. Welcome to the family of God. He loves you more than I can tell you. Amen. Brother Shannon. Hey, great time in the Lord tonight. Sister Bonnie, what an honor to have you back with us. And uh, Oh, it was a pleasure to be with you. Once again, if someone would like to reach you in your ministry, Sister Bonnie, give that information out again, please. Okay, it will be at bonnie at bonniejones.org. Excellent. And once again, where can people get the um, the book, The Prophet's Almanac? Uh, yes, at bonnie at bonniejones.org. Everything's going through that new website now. Okay, perfect. Hey, we'd sure love to have you back again, and... Uh, what can I say, Brother uh, Gary? Always an honor to be here with you, my friend. Um, great time in the Lord. What shall we title tonight's show? Oh, I have a, a listing here. Uh, Angels of Promise and Hope and Wisdom Come. Excellent. Brother Gary, how can people reach you in your ministry? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> JustinTimeMinistry.com and uh, you'll find all the information, programs, short stories, uh, time I was healed and the time I died at age 49 and the multiple gifts of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Fantastic. Sister Bonnie, would you like to close us in prayer? Sure. Father, we just thank you for this this time today. Lord, I pray that each uh, each subject we spoke about, we, I just pray that it penetrated the hearts of the people. And Lord, I just ask you to seal these words. And um, Lord, we just welcome the harvest. Let each one of us do our part to bring the harvest in for the kingdom. Bless Shannon and Gary and the work that they do in your precious and holy name. Amen. I say amen. Amen. And Kimberly, I'd like to send a special blessing to. <laughs> I got her name right. <laughs> you did indeed. You did indeed. All right. Fantastic. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all the work that you've done to honor the Lord, to honor the Lord and to honor Bob the Prophet, who has been a great part of my life in recent years. Amen. Uh-huh. Yeah, his picture is looking over my back in my office. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Oh, I got to walk and fly right. <laughs> you better. 
Thank you, Brother Gary. Thank you, Sister Bonnie. Thank you, Shannon. We'll see you again soon. God bless you both. Bye-bye. Folks, stay tuned. We've got another program coming up. Let's get Brother John Terrell on. We're dialing now. Here we go.